2: Welcome to
3: another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey,
4: good afternoon. Greetings. Peace be with you. Hope that you're well on this Wednesday afternoon. It kind of feels like groundhog day that it was the same as yesterday and the day before. It's, it's, I, it
5: seems like right now the weather does not change in Pittsburgh. No. Yeah. You, know, you could just in... It's uh, the only thing that it, that it reminds me that it is another day is that there was night. <laughs> I believe. But there was. otherwise, everything really seems. And I'm yeah. I I am wearing different clothes.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. There so is
5: something must have happened. There was a transition somewhere.
4: Uh, in the middle of COVID, in the middle. I mean, uh, hopefully we're not in the middle of it. But yeah, you know, in the not. throes of COVID. Yeah. Have you found? I found this. This for a long time I slept very well, and now this new pattern is, I'm wide awake at two thirty in the morning, and I and I never would do that. Hmm. I think I bet you everybody has their own individual COVID malady. Or, oh, yeah. Big time. And quirk, I bet Yeah. And right? there, I
5: bet there are a lot of sleep disorders going
4: mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I was talking to my sister and one of my sisters yesterday. She drove up to Erie a couple of days ago and yeah. got a, a vaccine shot. How about that? I mean, she's on it. She's like all over this thing. Yeah. Wow. And my second sister was like, I'm not driving up there with, her." she's like, you know, so I'll just wait. And, you know, they're both over 70 years of age and, but uh, I mean, they're out there. Sooner or later, we're going to get a shot, but who knows? Yeah. I think
5: it's at this point, it sounds like later.
4: It does. Yeah. Well, Kath, on this uh, Wednesday show, uh, as we always do at the four o'clock hour, won't you please the uh, stories, give us the top four at four.
5: Yes, I shall. For Wednesday, December 27th, 2021, I give you this. Number one, the Department of Homeland Security issued a warning today to alert the public about a growing risk of attacks by, quote, ideologically motivated violent extremists. That sounds like a lot. That's like an IMVE, the ideologically motivated violent extremist. Anyway, uh, it sounds as if uh, the Department of Homeland Security thinks that these people are agitated about President Biden's inauguration and perceived grievances fueled by false narratives. According to The Washington Post, the DHS periodically issues such advisories through its National Terrorism Advisory System, but the warnings typically... Relate to attacks by foreign governments or radical groups, not domestic extremists. In a statement, the department said that the purpose of the new bulletin was to warn the public about a heightened threat environment across the United States, quote, that is likely to persist over the coming weeks. All right, number two. Looks like a Baldwin High School graduate who rose through the ranks of the nation's uniformed public health service will soon be tapped by the president as acting surgeon general of the I'm United sure. States. Rear Admiral Susan Orsiga, who graduated from Baldwin in the class of 1986, will soon take over the post that's defined by the government as the nation's top doctor. Hmm as reported by the Washington Post this week. How about that?
4: She's not a doctor, though, is she? So terrific. I think she's a nurse.
5: Yeah, I think she is a nurse. I believe you're right about that. Number three, we've seen building booms in various areas of Pittsburgh. If you think back over the last decade, uh, downtown, East Liberty, Lawrenceville, the Strip. Well, listen, Oakland is the focus of new construction in our city. The PG reports today that, driven in part by demand for office and tech space in an Uber-type market, no pun intended, did you hear that? (laughs) Uber-type market. Oakland has a number of major projects in the works, including two on Forbes Avenue and another on Fifth. Quote, everybody wants to be in Oakland, said Todd Rideboard, who's president of the Shadyside based Walnut Capital, which has two developments underway in the neighborhood known for its universities and medical centers. Quote, when you look at the vacancy, there virtually isn't any. I think people are realizing Oakland is worth the risk. That's what I said when I started there as a freshman. (laughs) (laughs) Worth the risk,
4: I'm coming in.
5: uh, Amanda Gorman, the 22-year-old poet who read her work at the presidential inauguration, will be among the performers on Super Bowl Sunday, the NFL announced today. Uh, USA Today reports that on February 7th, from inside Raymond James Stadium in Tampa... Amanda Gorman will recite a new poem that will recognize three honorary game captains chosen by the NFL who have exemplified leadership in their communities during the coronavirus pandemic. And that is your top four.
4: Very nice. You know, I wonder about the, the Oakland story that you uh, yeah. just told us about. Now, if you're living out, you know, in Shaler or, you know, the, somewhere Ridgeville. out in the suburbs, yeah, you're right. thinking about Oakland. Oakland, who wants to go to Oakland and live a in lot Oakland? Of right? um you know where i would like to live in oakland is like sort of in the far corner like oakland close to bloomfield up in that you know, oh
5: sure mm-hmm. up
4: in that area there's yeah there's yeah, yeah. Several, i often think about that you know that'd be nice to you know <laughs> of course it's never gonna happen i mean you know, there's some very nice condos that are up there yes that'd there are nice. some very
5: nice you mean right at the corner of liberty avenue and uh Bomb ba- Boulevard.
4: Yeah, yeah, back in there. Yeah, there's, sure. that's a nice little niche area back sure. in there. Very you know nice.
5: where I'd like to live? Tell me. If I was living in Oakland. And I've lived <laughs> I said if I was I've living lived in, Oakland. in Oakland. Meanwhile, i lived in Oakland a really long time. I yeah, think I me lived too. in Oakland for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um eight consecutive years. I would like to live in the North Oakland section by the museums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe like nice. the, you know, um, North Craig area—that's um, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm, one yeah. of the nice apartment places on Fifth.
4: Sure, very nice. I think now, the problem nice though is I'd like
5: to be close to the Carnegie.
4: Yeah, especially you know if you were older and retiring, and you know you weren't driving as much, just make that your neighborhood. Walk around. I think around. it'd be fun. Yeah, now, but I'd uh, also
5: uh, like to live um downtown. I've considered that. I think think that would be fun.
4: Yeah, I, downtown, And I'd like maybe. to live on
5: hers Island. I think that would be fun. That's
4: a little isolated.
5: Do you Isn't think it is? It? That's, but it's well, right on the bike path. We could bike all over the place.
4: Yeah, plus you've got water next year too. That would be right. kind of wouldn't nice. that be nice to have yeah, water there? That would be very nice. Yeah, yeah. sit out there. And Look, roll. I'm saying
5: we like you, your wife and me and my husband. We're all moving in together. <laughs> Mike, you and Mrs. New Mike want to join us? Terrific. Yeah. We split it six ways. Seriously, mm-hmm.
4: it's the ride home commune we've got going there. <laughs> <laughs> put a shirt on, everybody. Come on, we're not no, we're not like, those kind of people. Okay, we are not Neg- doing that weirdness.
5: Negative things happen at communes. We cannot go there. No,
4: right? no. And we're not growing our own vegetables. No okay? way. We're just keeping it simple there, everybody.
5: <laughs> hey, if you would like to watch The Ride Home today, please log on to Facebook. We are Facebook Live right now. So if you uh, go on there, look for The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy, or 101.5 Word FM, either mm-hmm. one. And i have got a terrific show today.
4: Yeah, we do. Also, our wedding stories uh, contest is going on as well. Check us out at uh, castedwordfm.com. We do have an excellent show. Uh, Next is uh, Pastor Josh Brown. He's going to talk about the Sermon on the Mount. Now, I love this. I mean, everybody, you you think, I've read the Sermon on the Mount. I've studied the Sermon on the Mount. I know the Sermon on the Mount. Everybody, especially pastors, bring a very particular, their own particular flavor or um, connection to it. And I look forward to that. So that's uh, our first guest as we kick off today's show. It is The Ride Home with uh, John and Kathy. That's Kathy and me
5: and Mike. That's the the only two people you see on the screen here, right? Yeah,
4: And uh, we are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, as they say. 101.5 Word FM. See you in a few minutes. Stick around. 101.5
6: WORD.
7: Your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef.
3: What does it mean to obey and honor your parents? It means to highly value your parents. It means to highly respect your parents. Dr. Michael Youssef. And this obedience to the parents is so important to God that he placed it in one of the Ten Commandments.
6: Learn more this week on Leading the Way.
7: Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD.
0: Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. (laughs) What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010. Or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states.
2: Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision moving your loved one to a nursing home rehab center or independent care may not be necessary help at home formerly excel home care can provide a warm family-like environment with a help at home caregiver or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love to learn more call help at home 412-212-8950
3: These days, physical distance can keep us safe and healthy, but emotional distance can strain relationships, especially if drugs or alcohol are involved. If substance abuse or addiction is creating a barrier between you and your child, you may feel alone and you may not know where to turn, but we're here to help you and your family. Partnership to End Addiction offers free resources, guidance, and support. Just a click away. To end addiction, start with connection. To learn more, reach out to us at drugfree.org. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate
1: wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at wordfm.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones and by Salem Media Group. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest.
4: Perhaps you've read it. Maybe you've heard about it. I don't want to presuppose any knowledge because people are listening to uh, this show and uh, they hear... Hear the words, the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, a lot of people don't know what the Sermon on the Mount is. And, and I would say, probably even believers, even Christians would not be able to say succinctly what it is. Pastor Josh Brown is with us. Josh is the pastor of Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church. It's in the Oakland neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. We we're just talking about Oakland. And uh, Josh joins us today to talk to us specifically about the Sermon on the Mount. Hey, Pastor. How are you?
8: Good, John, Kathy. Thanks for having me on. Good to be with you guys. Terrific.
5: Yeah, always, always glad to have you, Josh. Okay, so let's start at the very beginning. The Sermon on the Mount is what, and where do you find it?
8: Sure, yeah. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount is recorded in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. So Matthew records that in in his gospel there. It's not terribly long. It's a pretty, pretty fairly brief read in terms of length if you go through that. Uh, but there's a lot to it. And it is a sermon that Jesus preached on somewhere on the western side of the Lake of Galilee. There's a kind of hilly region right there. So on one of the times when the crowds were following him around, hoping to hear him speak or maybe see one of his miracles, Matthew says he sat down and he began to speak to them. Uh, So that's why we call it the, the Sermon on the Mount. It was maybe on a hillside there somewhere, and it's it's a sermon that Jesus preached. Uh, we, I think we're to look at it that way, an actual one that he preached in that setting. And yet we can also look at it as uh, representative of, of the kinds of things that Jesus would have probably taught in many different locations to many different people. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a very well-known set of his teaching. Um, and yet, as you said, John, maybe people have heard some of the phrases or some of the expressions in it without even knowing where they heard them. Or maybe they haven't sat down and really just looked at it as one coherent whole. They've just pulled out little bits and pieces here and there,
4: right? So then, the crux of the Sermon on the Mount is what, Josh? Jesus, Jesus is telling or calling people to do what?
3: Well, that,
8: that's, I think, the, maybe the most important question, John. Um, before before you even get into the details of what he is saying, it's it's vital to understand what what he's trying to accomplish, what the point of it is. A lot of people look at it as you know just a, just a code of moral ethics, kind of an enlightened way for living in the world or maybe some very utilitarian behaviors that you can adopt, and most people approach it that way. Uh, even somebody mm-hmm. like you know, the well-known atheist Richard Dawkins said that it, it was kind of ahead of its time in terms of morality. So people, a lot of people just look at it as a code of ethics, mm-hmm. and yet if you do that and, and you really listen to what Jesus is saying and you really take seriously what he's saying, um it's not a very encouraging thing if that if that's what it is in fact uh, a guy named martin lloyd jones he was a very famous 20th century preacher in london had a thriving gospel ministry in the heart of london for years he preached a series of 60 sermons on this on the one sermon uh, jesus one sermon he preached 60 sermons (laughs) on it uh at one point in there he said it's the most discouraging thing you will ever read which is a kind of a weird thing for him to say But he goes on to say it's the most discouraging thing you ever read if you think that's all it is is a code of ethics saying Mm -hmm. this is how you are supposed to live because the standard that it puts up there is so far beyond anything that any of us are able of attaining. So what what Lloyd-Jones was saying is that if you think this is just a code of ethics and Jesus saying this is how you have to live if you want to have any hope of earning the Father's love, then it's horribly discouraging. Because he shows just how far off the mark our hearts really are.
5: Reverend Josh Brown with us from Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in the aforementioned um, Oakland section of Pittsburgh. Um, Josh, so um, if people would look at it as Richard Dawkins perhaps did as like a self-help book right? I mean, it's a short one, but it's certainly packed with stuff. Um, then it would probably go on the scrap heap with every other one because it's just another one of those things you get in January of the calendar year with all the things that you know you should do. You don't do it and you just get discouraged and you hate yourself or you get frustrated at the demands that were placed upon you and then you just toss it aside. But there, talk about what is deeper then about Jesus' message.
8: I like the way you put that, guy. That's a good way. It's yeah, it's kind of the ultimate New Year's resolution. Right? <laughs> this is how I'm. <laughs> this is how I'm going to be this year. I'm going to be. I'm going to be salt and light in the world. I'm going to love my neighbors, and my enemies. I'm going to be kind to those who persecute me. Yeah, it's the ultimate kind of goal setting that people put out there. But part of what Jesus does in there is where he shows. I mean, he shows just how high the bar is, and he also shows just how deep our sin runs. So there's a whole section in there where he's saying. Look, you guys all know the commandment that you're not supposed to kill somebody. Well, he says, if you've got anger in your heart, if you've insulted somebody, then that same sin is working in your heart. Maybe your hands just didn't get around to it yet, but it's there. He mm-hmm. said, you all know that you're not supposed to commit, commit adultery, but if you're looking with these illicit desires and lustful thoughts, it's, it's the same thing. So the reason I bring that up, that's what Lloyd-Jones is getting at he's saying, man, you realize that, that none, none of us can check off all of those boxes. Uh, so you start to realize that what's happening there is that this is not just a, a sermon that's put out there to kind of to just be separate from anything else. You, you really can't understand the Sermon on, on the Mount apart from the preacher on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all meant to be understood in reference to Jesus. It's all meant to be understood in terms of who we are in our relationship with Jesus. So what is, what is really doing? Jesus is exposing uh, the moral bankruptcy in our hearts. And saying, he, he, look, this this is what it, this is what those who inhabit the kingdom of God look like. Okay, that's kind of what he's doing. He's saying this is the character and the characteristics of those who inhabit the kingdom of God. And any one of us, if we're honest with ourselves, will read it and say, well, that's not me. And that's kind of the point, is to say, well, that, that's not what's going on in my heart. And no matter how hard I try, I'm not going to be able to fully get there. I, I need someone to do for me the things that I can't do for myself. I need someone to create a new heart within me. I need someone to give a new life to me so that I can live it out in ways that do reflect these things. So that's what it's doing. It's pointing out the fact that we are in need of the very one who gave that sermon to us. We're in need of Jesus to create that new life to, within us, to give that new heart to us so that we can so that we can uh, pursue these things. We're, we're not going to fully we can I mean, there's going to be ways we're always falling short, but these are the things we are supposed to reflect because of the new life that we have in Jesus, which is very different than saying, go do your best to try to check all these boxes.
4: So Josh, then let's make it a little personal. If you don't mind, I mean, um, Can you talk about, because obviously you are a student of the scriptures more so than, you know, people like Kath and myself or anybody listening on the air right now, I I would, I would imagine you spent, you spent years working this, studying this, thinking about this, praying about this. So can you think back to perhaps the, you know, when you were a young boy or you were, you know, first starting to read the Bible in a more engaged manner and reading the Sermon Mm -hmm. on the Mount? and then fast forward now you know as a man with decades under his belt and reading it now i mean there's got to be a gigantic gap between those two uh ideas and interpretations and the way that you think about it uh look at it and try to live it
8: um yeah well there's some very kind things that you, you said in there john so i appreciate those um I, I think that, uh, and, and it's not just for somebody who's younger, somebody who's older, but in, in our early exposures to the Sermon on Mount, or to Scripture for that matter, I think it's very natural. I mean, it is a very natural reading to encounter that and to say, wow, you know, i got to, man, I've got to double down on my efforts. I've got to work harder. This is what I'm, this is how I'm supposed to live in this world. And I, I want to be, I want to try to be clear here. I mean, it, it is a portrait of how we are supposed to live in this world. But again, it's, this, this is how we are living because of the new life that we have in Jesus. This is how we are living because of who we are in him, which is very different than just saying, I've got to find some deep reservoir of strength within myself to, to, mm-hmm. to reach up to this level. Or, or I've got to put on a good enough front that nobody around me knows what's really going on in my heart. That's what we do, too. We say all I can right. put on. I'll get, I'll put on my spiritual makeup. I'll put on all the all the. I'll put the right filter on all my profiles here, so you guys don't really see what's going on. So I think that uh, the more time you spend with it, um, I think it just for me anyway. I'll say for me, it, it continues to personally remind me that yes, there are things that that are going on in my heart. Um, Maybe not the overt outward behaviors, but certainly the things that are happening under the surface that continue to remind me that I need someone to deliver me from these things. Like Paul said, uh, who will deliver me from this body of death? So Somebody's got to, because I can't do it. Uh, and, I mean, since he asked about being personal, I, I think there's parts in the Sermon on the Mount that uh, that convict every one of us, perhaps in different ways. Uh, I mean, as, as somebody who is engaged in a, in a kind of forward-facing ministry, you know, somebody who's in a sort of visible role in some ways, there's a part in the beginning of chapter six where Jesus is saying, "Look when you pray don't don't go out there and pray with like these eloquent phrases so that people will be impressed by you and don't go out and do these things in like these ways because you want people to see you looking religious um, so it's not at all what it's about and I, I I think you know for people who are in a kind of vocational ministry that's a that's something you got to hear a lot <laughs> you have to be reminded of that a lot
9: amen. Yeah.
5: Reverend Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in Oakland. Uh, Josh, in our closing minutes, um, let's talk about how the Sermon on the Mount um, is applicable today. I mean, if, if they're the words of Jesus, you know, the eternal God, then they're applicable to any person in any in any part of history, any culture. But I'm thinking about our particular moment here. Uh, it's an angry time in America, and it's a time of great dissatisfaction and uh, anxiousness and despair in a lot of people. Um, so in your thinking about this passage, talk about how it's been speaking to you about where we are now.
8: Yeah, that's a great point too, Kathy. Um, I mean, if you just look at how it opens, uh, the, the very the very beginning of it, and this is in Matthew chapter 5 again, says Jesus sit down and says he opened his mouth and began to teach him, and he just launches right into the Beatitudes which are this series of short statements where he says things like, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are you when people persecute you and insult you uh, for my name's sake. Uh, so there's this list of these things that he goes through there. And uh, those, those are, again, those, those are a portrait. That, that, that's what, Those are the characteristics that those who inhabit the kingdom of God should have demonstrate in this world um uh, so that that is the, the calling we are supposed to live up to that as i've said a few times though, you can't that's not something you can just do through sheer effort that's something that is the result of the spirit working in your heart but i think that the attitudes maybe uh kathy to your question as much as anything are just they they present a very counterintuitive portrait of of sure the do. posture that we are supposed to adopt in this world yeah. Yeah. um and that's not. None, none of them are saying that you're just supposed to be a doormat, or none of them are saying that you're just supposed to, that you're not supposed to, you know, proclaim the gospel or stand up for Jesus or, uh, you know, hunger and thirst for righteousness. None of them, In fact, one of them says you are not supposed to hunger, <laughs> hunger and thirst for righteousness. So, so they're all saying that, but they're they're presenting a portrait that is, uh, I think, different than most of us, uh, uh, the most of our natural inclinations. Um, I'll say for myself, yeah, those, those are reminders in there. Jesus said, look, this is
4: what it looks like. Josh, Josh Brown, he's with us from Belfield Evangelical uh, Presbyterian Church on Fifth Avenue. So, Josh, uh, let's uh, turn to Belfield itself. There you are in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Kath and I were talking before you came on about uh, Oakland, you know, being uh, sort of a, a, a new desirable place to be. And, of course, you know, the universities are there. The hospitals are yep. there. You know, Bell, the church is right in the middle of it all. But in the midst of COVID and the pandemic, you um, I mean, you're there probably every day. Uh, are there tumbleweeds of rolling down Fifth <laughs> Avenue or is it, you know, is there something going on there? Uh,
8: no, not, not tumbleweed. You still got to have your head on a swivel if you try to cross Fifth Avenue down there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it certainly, it's different. I mean, like everything is, it's different. Uh, the universities, uh, students are coming back. So it's been very exciting to see some some of the students coming back into the town. Uh, there it's just different. It's a challenging season for them that, they're one of the main groups that we do still try to reach out to, and just provide a place where they can uh, be welcomed and learn about the gospel and uh, be encouraged in their own vocational callings. The Hospitals, we are yeah, you know, we're nestled right in the middle of the hospital buildings too. I mean, that's, certain, that's certainly a ministry field right now. There are a lot of a lot of caregivers, medical providers, uh, doctors, nurses, medical staff who are just fatigued and tired. Um, so, seeing them as as some groups that we can just try to try to care for and try to love is really important. So. Um, yeah the, uh, the work the work is there for sure. Uh, it's happening maybe in some slightly different ways but in, any way that we can really try to point people to Jesus and to share and show his love in what we're doing and saying is still that's still who we're trying to be in there in the middle of Oakland.
4: Well, Josh, thanks an awful lot. We always appreciate your time here with us, your preaching and your teaching and uh, your presence at Belfield. Uh, you're always a welcome guest here, uh, always encouraged by what you have to say. So thanks so much.
8: Yeah, my pleasure, guys. It's always a joy to be with you and I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Talk to you
4: soon. Thank you. Peace be with you. Josh There he
8: goes.
4: Take a break. Come back. Hey, uh, have you heard about the new Coke, Coke with coffee? I'd like to have one now during this uh, early hours.
2: Investors, are you seeking steady cash flow? Ready to diversify? NRIA has grown to be one of the nation's leading specialists and offers 10% annualized monthly payouts with bonuses targeted at 18 to 21%. That's right, you could receive steady 10% return monthly payments with bonuses. As their slogan says, they specialize in realty investing done right. You can even use your 401k or IRA to invest. NRIA's 15-year track record and $1.2 billion in new construction development backs you. Learn how you can invest in this hard asset real estate cash flow fund today and receive 10% annualized monthly payouts with bonuses. This is something savvy investors should research and consider. Call now, 800-600-4063. That's 800-600-4063. Or visit NRIA.net. An offer to buy or sell any security is only made by our private placement memorandum. Read it first. See us at NRIA.net. By now, you've heard me talk about
4: my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium My Pillow for just $29.98. Originally, $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, Or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code word, you'll get yours soon.
1: Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at Boo's When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call Boo's Bugstoppers at BoozeBugstoppers.com.
6: Looking for an easier way to... To find your next call center or accounting job, it's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of more than 830 locations to support any job search. And there's never a fee. 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart In, and at Radio.com.
7: We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a low of 21. Tomorrow will be colder with variable cloudiness. Tomorrow's high, 23. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 18. Friday, times of clouds and sunshine. Friday will reach a high of 24. Areas of low clouds Friday night, low 14. Saturday, mostly cloudy, high 29. Sunday, cloudy, a bit of snow and sleet in the afternoon with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
4: Right around this time of the afternoon, it's a, what time is it now? It's four thirty-four. Uh, Mike and I, we would enjoy ourselves a, a daily cold beverage, Have a nice cold glass of Coca-Cola. There it is. Mike's holding up a screen. His Coke today.
5: It was like a guy thing. Like I, know, I, I never I, entered into that.
4: It's sort of a pick-me-up thing, you know. You because mm-hmm. you know you want to fit in your pants. You I always stay away from those extra pants. calories. Mm-hmm. Mike and I were just, you know, surrendering to the elastic trend and feel Mm -hmm. good about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But now Coke is joining forces with, of all things, coffee. Uh, Sips like a Coke, finishes like a coffee. It's a can of Coke Mm -hmm. in three different flavors. A dark blend, vanilla and caramel, along with a sugar-free Coke Zero style. And uh, I'm reading a, an article in the, today's Washington Post where the writer says, I was intrigued by it. So she drank it. She says, first flush into your mouth, it tastes like a Coke. And then as it goes down, boom, the taste of coffee explodes in your mouth, which to me is very compelling. I'm looking forward to having myself one of these.
5: Now, wait, I assume that you're still drinking a cold. Oh, yeah, it's cold. I mean, okay. you know,
4: the cold drinks, cold coffee drinks have been around for a long time. Have oh, you yeah. ever had a cold coffee drink?
5: Well, let me tell you, I love a cold coffee drink. Yeah, because right? I just loads it up with milk and sugar, which I think is delicious.
4: Sure. Like, you know, you go into like uh, your 7-Eleven or whatever. They yeah. get the Starbucks in the glass in the glass bottles. Listen, that's very nice. Isn't it? I
5: love that very much. OK, so is it a regular size can or is it one of the little ones?
4: No, it's a regular, it's a, well, it doesn't look like it's, it's kind of long and skinny. It's different okay. marketing, different packaging okay. to, you know, sort of, you know, make the, the delineation between a Coke and a right. coffee Coke.
5: Okay. So what's the caffeine hit you're going to take on this thing?
4: Well, I think it really doesn't matter.
5: I think it does.
4: I mean, it's not like, you
5: know, <laughs> I think it matters a lot.
4: I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um, it's a combination I mean, I'll of will beverages. It.
5: There's no question about it. I'll, I'll definitely try it. Now, yeah. let me, now, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Coke because I had I have incredible news. Yeah, what? Incredible news. So I um I have one soda a week. Okay, this is what I've limited myself it's, to.
4: That, that's incredible self-control as yeah, well. Whatever. Speaking of incredible.
5: Okay, but vanilla Coke is my absolute favorite. Yeah. Okay, it is so, it's just the perfect thing. It's the perfect, perfect beverage. Anyway. Once COVID hit, it disappeared. Oh, did it? There was a, It disappeared. Now, you know, that there TP were all those, there, right. There were all those, you know, um, supply chain issues, you know, remember Dr. Pepper disappeared for sure, a while sure, and there sure. was a, there was an aluminum can shortage in America right, and all right. those sorts of things. Anyway, all these things working together, I started to worry that perhaps, you know, vanilla Coke was not going to be returned. So of course mm. I contacted the company because I feel very strongly about this.
4: Uh-oh. Can you imagine the shivers that went down their spine? Hey, we got an email from Kathy Emmons here.
5: Hey, you guys, like I really appreciate your products. And you know, cherry coke is fine, but it's not for me. And what about those of us who love vanilla coke and it's a nice little, you know, coloration on the can and the whole thing? And where is it? And of course, I said, Thank you for your suggestion. And of course, there was no response. But no response. So so I have not had one single vanilla Coke since COVID started. Mm. None. I'm in Grove City on Saturday. Grove City PA, I'm at the Grove City Walmart, which is a tiny little, like old timey Walmart. Like yeah, it's you not feel a like super you're, Walmart. Right. You feel like you're in a little, you know, uh time blip.
4: Yeah. Sam Walton's somewhere stocking the shelves.
5: I do what I do in every store I go into, which is not very many right now. Right. I do what I have to do. And then right before I leave, I just go check, just in case there's vanilla coke. Okay. And? I've done this now for like almost a year. There was. Oh.
4: <sighs> You buy a case? Two. Yeah, fabulous.
5: It was so I was like my both of my kids were there. I was like, mm. you got Yeah, that's nuts. good. Oh, it was thrilling. It was so thrilling.
4: I mean, who doesn't love a vanilla
5: coke? It is so good. Vanilla Coke is the perfect drink. Anyway, mm-hmm. if anyone from the Coca-Cola company is listening to this broadcast, I would just like to tell you how happy I was to get those two cases and how many more cases I would continue to buy. Would you produce them regularly again?
4: Oh, we're back. We're back. I mean, I think that's a sure sign that, you know, the vaccine has taken hold.
5: Those were the only two there.
4: Really? All right. And I've
5: looked, I've been in two stores since then, and they're, they're nowhere else represented. Okay. You
4: got two cases. You're drinking one Coke a week. I'm You're good at least till springtime. I'm
5: just saying I have a deep-seated anxiety that's going to go away. <laughs> I've been a whole year without it. So Very
4: good. All right. Well, if, they, if that goes away, then you have to drink the uh, Coke uh, coffee drink. All right? I'll try that. Yeah, sure. Heck I mean,
5: yeah. I think how, how, that how that has to be delicious.
4: I'm sure it is. I look forward to it. I'll drink it and tell you what it's like. We let's need to take get, a it. Let's break. get
5: one. You get, let's the three of us get them and we'll drink them on Zoom. Okay, that's the not a bad time. idea. All right,
4: okay. I'll, all right, I'll do that. Okay, good. Um, what about Christians?
5: What about Christians?
4: <laughs> and meditation. Is oh, that a yeah. thing? What is Christians that? and mindfulness or Christians in what? Yeah, what are they doing? I don't know. Are they praying Burning or are they just thinking about
6: things?
10: Is it your chakra, something like that? I don't
6: know. 101.5 W O R D.
10: The Bible says we're guaranteed trouble in this world setbacks, heartaches, illnesses, loneliness, even times of severe testing. So if trials
3: are unavoidable, how should you respond to them? And what, if any, good comes from the struggles you face? Making sense out of suffering. That's John MacArthur's focus this
10: week on Grace to You.
7: Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD.
10: The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares sweepstakes is back. It's the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change, someone wins $50,000. Just enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com and it could be you. Touchdowns, field goals, safeties, extra points—every single score change will draw one lucky winner from the square to win fifty thousand dollars. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Then tune into the Super Bowl on February seventh to see if you bring home some dough. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl Fifty Five.
1: No purchase necessary. Legal s 50 US and DC of age of majority ends 2421,1159 pm Easter, Equal housing lender license in all the states, NMLS number 3030. The NFL entities is defined in the official rules of that offer to sponsor this promotion in any way.
9: We're all spending a lot more time at home these days. An adjustable bed can elevate your sleep experience and make everyday activities like reading, watching TV, and working more comfortable. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know not all adjustable beds are created equal. You need one that has the features you need, along with the power and durability, to provide comfort for years to come. We offer high-quality, adjustable bases at an affordable, factory-direct price. Visit an original Mattress Factory location to elevate your sleep experience today.
11: Our world needs hope like never before. But lives change for the better when hope breaks through. We always like to begin with the Word of God because it is the power unto salvation. Help Cornerstone Television Network light up our city with the truth and hope of the gospel alongside special guest Krista Smith Coy Barker, The Binions, Mike Smalley, and Jay Gilbert. Save the date for our Bridge of Hope broadcasts, January 25th through the 29th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network.
1: Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call Stoppers at BoozeBugstoppers.com. BoozBugStoppers.com.
4: Remember the uh, the big craze that was you know here for ten minutes? It might still be going on. I just you know have missed it, where people were chanting, right? What were they chanting? You mean I, you like, know at a know. protest. No, no, they were chanting a- like outside you
5: know, some... the mayor's house. <laughs> There's a lot of chanting going on. They there. were
4: pooping outside the mayor's house. No, <laughs> they were chanting, pooping,
5: chanting, whatever. <laughs> No there's, you know the the chant- I
4: don't know i mean, I remember living in New York City, and people would go oh i'm I'm chanting here's here's my here's my chant, and they would go himmekutishibutdhi shivani," or something like that, and you go, "The heck is that what's going on there? Oh, it brings me closer to God when I chant because I feel like you know it opens me up somehow and- and i I hypnotize myself, it draws me into it, <laughs> it draws you into some craziness is what it draws you into. But apparently, the chanting has kind of made its way in, in some ways. In, in, in the, some the, ways. The Christian. In
5: not a Gregorian way.
4: I don't know. Ann Kennedy's with us. Ann's a regular guest on our show. She's the author of Nailed It 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People and blogs just about every day at PreventingGrace.com. Ann, thanks for being with us. Uh, are you chanting today?
12: No, no, I'm not chanting. And I appreciate the qualifier just about every day, because I totally missed a day of blogging. and I felt really, really terrible. So,
4: Oh, no, oh no. yeah. We I'm were, not going to hold you to that standard. I was mad. That's a, that's a I high was bar. Mad. Believe me, it is
12: I'm super <laughs> angry about it. All right.
5: Yeah. And so well, like, okay, so if it's not chanting, um, w- let's talk about this word mindfulness, because that's what I seem to hear all the time right now. Um, mm-hmm. So what's the hat?
12: Well, I've I've been trying to figure it out because I also have been coming across it everywhere, and I've heard, um, like, people that I normally talk to start saying things that, you know, they they wish they could be more present in the moment, and so they're trying to do that. And and I've just been reading other books, too. And so, yeah, I I spent a long time on YouTube looking for – what really? Christian mindfulness was. And well, what did you find out? Well, I mean, it seems like it can kind of be whatever you want it to be because of what YouTube is. So <laughs> well, that's, that's convenient. That's a little bit convenient. Um, but there is this, um, well, I also went down a rabbit hole of, uh, watching videos of Eckhart Tolle talk about the power of now, and sure. that's not Christian mindfulness. Um, mm-hmm. It's that is that is really epically interesting, and uh, very not Christian. Okay.
6: Um,
12: and uh, I, I'm rendered speechless just even trying to describe what that is. You basically have to live every every moment as if it's the only moment. And uh, it's actually sort of, he would say that it's wicked to even consider things in terms of history or, um, uh, you know, finding meaning, the deeper meaning of things, he would say is a complete waste of time. And uh, of course, Christians don't say that at all. I would hope that they wouldn't say that. But part of the Christian life is figuring out what God thinks about what we're doing through history and you know, looking forward into the future is a big part of Christianity. Uh, but there is this sort of creeping sense that if you don't, um, if you're not really fully present with what is going on in your life right now, in the moment that you're in, you're not really living. And Christians are even saying this, um, and so. You know, there's lots of ways you can be more in the moment. You can pray the Jesus prayer. You can sit and try to be real quiet and still. You can pick a word for the year. You know, like I think people pick words like peace or, you know, no more COVID. (laughs) My word for the year would be, please leave me alone. (laughs) Those aren't words you can pick. Um, no,
5: we're not, it's not and, the phrase of the year.
12: No, it's not the phrase of the year. And then you sort of meditate on that and you can, you, there's this sort of idea that if you do all this stuff, you will ascend to some kind of more peaceful plane.
8: Mm-hmm.
12: None of which sounds particularly Christian to me. It may not be like anti-Christian, but it, it doesn't sound like anything that I come across in the New Testament. So, it's been okay, so, then, interesting.
4: so then being in the moment, and I guess that would kind of rule out taking a nap.
12: Well, I think you, I think sleeping is a good thing. I haven't come across anybody saying that sleeping is bad, um, but I, I have, I have come across some very clever people pointing out that if you actually try to live in the moment, that's just terrible because so many moments are terrible. And the only way that you survive those moments is by thinking about other moments, either moments in the past or moments that's better in the future where you know that this pain or whatever horrible it is, thing it is, will eventually go away. Uh, And I do feel kind of like the time of COVID has, uh, should be debunking the live in the moment option. Um, But I haven't heard anybody say that yet. I'm looking for them to say it. (laughs)
5: Right, You're saying- living in living in the COVID I'm moment taking- forever does yeah. seem like that would be kind of a tough take. We're talking to uh, Anne Kennedy about mindfulness, um, and what about, um, you know, I appreciate the need to uh, pay attention to ourselves and sure. our health and our. Uh, uh, our physical body, the place that we live, our, uh, you know, abode, our environment, Uh, the the furthering of our mind, being aware of I mean, you know, as John and I say, everybody needs therapy. Mm. Um, So I completely, completely support that. Um, But, you know, you run the risk of uh, running into a dead end if you're only looking at for more of yourself, and I think that's where mindfulness can just become like a vast, you know, ocean of nothing. If there's no Jesus at the end, if there's no actual person, if mean? there's no, you know, the personality of God, you know, that, that's what you're looking for. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just not interested in mindfulness if he's not at the other end.
12: Yeah, I think that's what that's the kicker uh, in, with um, Eckhart Tolle's, I don't even know how to say his name. The power of now. You are trying to. It's basically Buddhism. You're trying to be subsumed into to the nothingness that is the universe, and transcend to have some kind of enlightenment uh, where there's no pain. And that is fundamentally not Christian. Um, but if you if you were to really center your mind on Christ, moment by moment. I do think that you would find yourself living mm-hmm. more, well, I don't like the word intentional because it's, it's overused, but. And cliche. You well. might, you might find that your senses, your perceptions about where you are in the world and what's going on around you would be heightened
6: mm-hmm. uh,
12: that you might not miss as many things in the rush of life. I did, you know, for instance, COVID has been interesting because it makes it really made us all stop and be, be in one place without rushing everywhere. And, um, that, that wasn't bad necessarily. Uh, for me, I was stuck sitting in my house and I, I did sleep for a long time. (laughs) like so many Mm -hmm. people I caught up, I caught up on years of sleep in the beginning of COVID. And then, um, I had to, I was more aware of my environment because things were so much in flux. Uh, If you center your mind on Christ and you really pray, you know, ask him moment by moment, what, um, where, what he's doing and where is he and why doesn't he care? I think um, you would find uh, that you, you had somebody that you were leaning on and you weren't alone and a lot of really important things. Uh, But and if that's what you mean by Christian mindfulness, then I think that's absolutely a sure. great thing to do. But I'm all in. I don't yeah. think that very many people mean that. I did come across a wonderful video. Somebody said, I, I'm going to share, share with you my meditation routine. And it turned out uh, that her meditation routine was reading the Bible and working on memorizing a, a verse. And oh. I thought that was fantastic. First of all, she called it a meditation routine, so people were clicking on it probably, you know, looking for how to meditate. And then she went through her morning devotional. And um, I, I thought that was brilliant.
0: That is brilliant.
4: Because it says something about us, you know, the human condition that Jesus is, you know, if we allow it, if we desire it, Jesus is right in front of us. And he's given the book to us to allow him to go deeper into our lives. But we're trying to wiggle through all these different fads or trends or different ways of negotiating through our fear and misery and despair when we don't need to do that. It's all, it's been so there you for 2,000 years. I don't,
5: I don't need to find myself.
4: You're found <laughs> already.
12: Oh. Yeah. If you are really looking, still looking for yourself then that is so, that's so discouraging because Jesus could literally find you if you if you'd ask him where you are, he would tell you. Um, yeah, I, I think it the, the sad thing to me about the, the idea of Christian mindfulness at all is that uh, the people who are are spending a lot of time on it are not people who are spending a lot of time um, studying the scriptures. And mm-hmm. uh, you, if you are meditating on the scriptures, which means that you have to read them. That's mainly what you do when you meditate on screen. You read the Bible. Um, that is uh, a—my um, my husband's phone is ringing, and it's totally made me lose my train of thought. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of mindfulness— uh, I can't keep my head screwed on in my shoulder for one single thought. So, um, <laughs> which is one of which is he, one of
5: the problems with having six children. Uh, we're talking to Ann Kennedy, the mother of all of those children, and we got to go. Uh, radio tells us that our time is up. So, thanks so much. Good to talk love to you. Ann.
4: Preventinggrace.com. you, dot so com. Ann Kennedy.
0: Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. (laughs) What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1 800 694 1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1 800 694 1010 or selectquote.com. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states.
4: And now you've heard me talk about My Pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My Pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium Pillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just twenty-nine ninety-eight. Originally sixty-nine ninety-eight. That's a forty dollar savings. And kings are only five dollars more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, twenty nine ninety-eight for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March first, 2021. Go to mypillow.com, click on the Radio listener Square, use promo code Word. Or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD,
7: you'll get yours soon.
11: Our world needs hope like never before. But lives change for the better when hope breaks through. We always like to begin with the Word of God because it is the power unto salvation. Help Cornerstone Television Network light up our city with the truth and hope of the gospel alongside special guests Krista Smith, Coy Barker, the Binions, Mike Smalley, and Jay Gilbert. Save the date for our Bridge of Hope broadcast. January 25th through the 29th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network.
1: Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at wordfm.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by joe ford your financial advisor with edward jones and by salem media group enter at wordfm.com slash contest
4: we've gotten a lot of entries for the wedding story thing.
1: sure have
4: i mean some of them are some of them are super funny
5: yeah
4: absolutely ridiculous some of them are mm-hmm. very very sweet mm-hmm. a few are a little sad but uh there's still time uh wedding stories at wordfm.com you can check it out and uh, send us a story about what happened on your wedding day. With some great prizes. I mean, Trinity Jewelers, the major sponsor, along with uh, Joe Ford, who's a financial advisor from Edward Jones. Of course, us, Salem Media Group. We got prizes to a uh, Roland Seafood in the Strip, uh, an Overnight State, Buell Mansion. Also, you get uh, a beautiful uh, diamond necklace from Trinity Jewelers valued more than a thousand bucks. So, uh yeah, we, we, I think tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to start telling at this, the stories at of this the, time. The wedding stories. Yeah.
5: At this exact time tomorrow, mm-hmm. we will begin.
4: Right. I mean, I, I like the prizes so much. I wanted to enter. But
5: mm-hmm. you're not allowed. You're prohibited. i no, not, not.
4: I've told mm-hmm. my wedding stories on the air. Exactly. So, so that's, uh, hey, do you think about your skin a lot?
5: Yes. I mean, it's a personal all question. the
4: time. Do you really? Yes. I never think about my That's skin. That's because you're a
5: guy. Well. Guys don't think about their skin. Guys no. don't. I don't right.
4: wash my face. I feel good about it, right? Oh, my
5: gosh. You have, I mean, you can't really? imagine the things that we go through as I
9: don't women. think
4: about my skin. Mike, are you you thinking about your skin? Because I don't think about my skin or your skin.
9: This is <laughs> weird because last night I was looking at my hand and I'm thinking, huh? oh, my gosh, my hands are starting to look old because oh. they're cracked. Oh, yeah. the old hand. Oh, put some cream mm-hmm. on there, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to put some aging in quarantine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. People
4: are. I'm reading this article in today's Wall Street Journal about people going. I'm I'm getting old so fast in quarantine.
5: Yeah, because so we're looking at ourselves on video every darn day. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so then, along with the article, people are going. Well, you could buy a two hundred dollar, you know, face cream. Sure, of course. That'll make you. But, you know, you see those ads on television, you know, for like those $200 agent, The people that are there, they're always like, you know, 21. Exactly. Like They don't what need do they that. Care? They don't need it at all.
6: Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, in and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
3: With well, SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden has issued executive orders to cut oil, gas, and coal emissions and double energy production from offshore wind turbines. They target federal subsidies for oil and other fossil fuels and halt new oil and gas leases on federal lands and waters. There is political risk for the president and Democrats as oil and coal-producing states face job losses from these moves. The Federal Reserve has pledged to keep its low interest rate policies in place even well after the economy has sustained a recovery from the pandemic. Fed officials kept their benchmark short-term rate peg near zero today. And on Wall Street, stocks have been sharply lower and finished lower. The Dow off 633 points today. The Nasdaq 355 points lower and the S&P down 98. This is SRN News.
13: Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance or help you with a cash out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage.
10: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25
1: Melville Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access.org. Corporate Animalist number 1335. Rack Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozbugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozbugstoppers.com.
7: We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a low of 21. Tomorrow will be colder with variable cloudiness. Tomorrow's high, 23. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 18. Friday, times of clouds and sunshine. Friday will reach a high of 24. Areas of low clouds Friday night, low 14. Saturday, mostly cloudy, high 29. Sunday, cloudy, a bit of snow and sleet in the afternoon with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
4: Have you done the um, the online ordering of groceries? Do you do that?
5: Uh, I did that for a long time. I have not done it recently, but I did it for a couple of years exclusively. Really?
4: I, I have not done that. Yeah. And, and, I'm you know, it's it seems I'm, I'm a little compelled by it. Because you know i don't like care to go to the grocery store, but I, so i 'm reading uh why
5: have you not done it
4: <laughs> i, I 'm just lazy i don 't know oh, okay i, I don 't know i just i don 't have an answer for that okay I, just, I, I look at it and I nod my head and go that makes a lot of sense, but i just haven 't done it okay but i 'm reading um about other people who have done it apparently you know there's there are green novices about uh, how they go and order things. Here's an article in the, today's wall street journal, a, a young woman, she uh, went and ordered some paprika. And when the paprika arrived, it was an eight inch uh, tall container with about 1.7 pounds of paprika. Right. Uh huh. So now she's yeah. putting paprika, like in every imaginable thing that she mm-hmm. right. eats, she's giving it away to neighbors and friends. Would you right. like some paprika? Mm-hmm. Another person ordered some bananas and uh, uh, a burlap sack showed up with um, more than 400 bananas. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: so
5: was, now- n- none of these things are surprised to me because I've done something similar. Really? Uh, yeah. I would like to tell you that uh, it was one of the, you know, in my early days of doing online shopping and um, I, w- I wanted to order um, eight carrots, just eight, just eight carrots because I needed four for one recipe and four for another. I didn't and know that you could order um, just,
4: you know, a specific number,
5: uh, eight, eight carrots. Um, I also wanted to take advantage of the sale on Frosted Mini Wheats, which was buy one, get one. Okay. What happened? And I also wanted to get a dozen eggs.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Now, when the very nice delivery person showed up at my house, I had <laughs> eight pounds of carrots. <laughs> I had nine Boxes of frosted mm. mini wheats. Okay, now it's buy one, get one. Yeah. And I got nine. Okay, yeah. which t- tells you that I'm <laughs> not working it right in no. my head ahead of time. And, um, but what was the third thing? My carrots, my frosted mini wheats. Oh, you guys, what was the third thing? I'm sorry. That's so sad. That's so sad that I've forgotten the third thing. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, oh, my eggs. Right. Oh, right. So at the very end, you know, she was she was bringing things to my car, and she said, "Um, here, take this bag. I'm gonna. (laughs) I'm gonna need both my hands to get your eggs." Oh my god! (laughs) What? And I thought, I wonder what that could be." Now, when you checked out, she came out. She had four dozen eggs in this hand and four. I'd gotten eight dozen eggs. Oh my
4: gosh.
5: Now you have to know if you've never done the online shopping, you don't realize how easy it is to do this, especially like the interface has gotten way better, Mm. but this is a couple years ago when they started, it was really clunky. It was super clunky. And um, could you like say,
4: just take them back? I don't want these. No, you paid paid for them. for them. Didn't you have some idea that you were spending like a lot more money than you had planned?
5: Well, I did, but I wasn't, uh, clearly I wasn't, I I was nervous (laughs) about the, about the interface, the experience. I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to everything. This
4: harkens back to our last guest. You were not mindful.
5: You You were not
4: in the moment of that Here, you
5: take this bag. I need both of my hands to get your eggs.
4: So what did you do with all these eggs and uh, all the other accoutrements?
5: Well- Here's the thing. The eight pounds of carrots were a little hard. That was was the hardest part, actually. Eight pounds of carrots is a lot of carrots.
4: That sure is.
5: So uh, we made, I made uh, two uh, gigantic pots of soup and we made carrot cake. Uh Wow. The frosted mini wheats, thankfully, just stayed around, but I just hated myself that there was a free box that I could have gotten and didn't because it was buy one, get one. The eggs, I made omelets like it was my whole job oh My
4: gosh
5: i mean it when unfortunately there were four of us living here at the time it would have been yeah, just so my husband and i would have taken us forever
4: heck yeah okay so so you probably haven't eaten frosted mini wheats for some time
5: well that was that was two years ago i have never gotten them since i've yeah, never gotten even one box sick since. sick then. of
4: them and your cholesterol is through the roof how many <laughs> eggs can you eat right good thing you've got the carrots to flush things through the veins oh, gosh. what the hooterly i don't know um I mean, I like the idea of it of the uh, shopping. It's obviously it's a, a wonderful thing.
5: They do a terrific job. Yeah, I'm just speaking right. about Giant Eagle. It's the only place that I've I've worked with, and they've really they've done a, They've done a great job.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, now Mike, are you you yourself? Are you shopping groceries uh, online? It sure
9: is. I sure am. Actually, uh, right after this, I'm picking up uh, my Aldi order. Um, and Kath, when you were telling your story, I was thinking about the time that uh, I had to take inventory at Chick Fil A one day. And normally we'd get around, around like we'd order like fifteen boxes of fries. Well, apparently I added a zero after the five.
3: <laughs> one hundred and fifty boxes. We got
9: one hundred and fifty boxes. <laughs> and normally my manager looks over and verifies everything that we got everything yep. and you know you know confirms the order. And he wasn't there that day, unfortunately. So uh, we yeah we had an extra. <laughs> That's hilarious! Did that you even have room job. for 150 boxes? We we fortunately did. Yeah, we have we have a, a massive walk-in freezer. And thank and goodness! You yes, do. thank goodness we yeah. did because. No, wait, yeah, like, I'm really glad fun. you brought
4: this up because we every time we go to like you know Chick fil A, we, we have this conversation. So, where is the? Is there like a central kitchen? That all the fries are produced, all the chickens produced. Tell me, tell you me, mean that like sort in the
5: country, of, in the nation?
4: I don't know. I'm curious about, like, you know, where is everything produced and then it's put together and then it's shipped to the individual Chick fil A's. Can you answer that question?
9: I can, I can tell you that the chicken is, is from Tyson. I can tell you that much. Um, where Tyson is located, I do not know. I don't know, mm-hmm. but, but everything uh,
4: comes frozen,
9: but everything comes frozen. Yes, everything comes frozen and then we, we thought out. And uh, we put it in a big refrigerator. So if you go, most I've been to three different Chick Fil A's um, in my lifetime, and they're in the kitchen. And when you go back there, to the left, as soon as you walk into the back of the kitchen, to the left are, are the fryers. Um, and when you, if you want to go all the way to the back of the kitchen, that's where they have the walk-in freezers. There's a walk-in sure. freezer and there's a walk-in refrigerator. And okay. um, <laughs> my first, my first week. Um, my manager played a prank on me. He said, "Can you go mop the freezer?" And I'm like, well, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, what, you, "What do you want me to mop the freezer?" They're sticking
4: so, your tongue. I, yeah, cold. exactly. So
9: you know, <laughs> I didn't want to like shirt. disobey him. So I went in and I started to mop, mop the freezer. The freezer. <laughs> and within like three minutes later, well, sure. of course, you know, the mop yeah. gets stuck to the floor. But anyway, <laughs> they're they're That's like funny. laughing at me behind me. But Very good. Um, but yeah. It's uh, it's a massive, it's a huge freezer. And sure, yeah. Yeah, it it's huge. Be.
5: Well, if it accepted your 150 yeah. <laughs> boxes.
4: Oh,
9: gigantic, you know, yeah. Potatoes, it
5: must be big. <laughs> Wait, for no. I, don't, I don't feel too badly about the eight pounds of carrots now. No,
0: no. Yeah. Hey, listen,
4: uh, uh, again, I, I'm curious about, I, I knew a guy who worked at the potato patch uh, at Kennywood. Oh, and he, gosh. And this guy manned the fryers. Now, we were talking about uh, skin care in our last segment. <sighs> oh, Can you imagine God, yeah. the, the poor skin condition when you're hanging over the fryers all day long? Oh, like, What's oh, that like, Mike, God, for the people sweat. who are doing the fryers? Is there a rotation through that?
9: Um, yeah, there's There's normally... Uh, when I was working, it was... Uh, if you were working the morning shift, you'd go from like 6 to 2. And, mm. um, <laughs> and yeah, you first are doing the hash browns in the morning until like 10.30, and then you're switching over the fries. But by the end of the night... Or by the end of the day, at the end of the shift, your your feet and your your socks are just soaked, and just s- sorry, but sweat and and uh, and uh, yes. peanut oil, um, it gets all over the place because you I mean you put in a bag in it and it's flying. Oh sure, the oil's it's It's going right? everywhere. So yes. yeah, you're like getting a, bap- a baptism. Oh,
4: that's horrible. Yeah, that should be like hazardous duty wow. pay, right? <laughs> yeah. What the heck? All right, so we have an inside peek there into Chick Fil A. Thank sure you go. for that. We did,
5: and I hope this is—I hope this is your, at your at our urging, John. You would try to do like a little at home shopping thing and see how you do. Yeah,
4: I'll be very, very
5: careful. I'll do. I, I'll tell you, I you're order. not going to be careful. You're going to end up with something like this, and you're going to be <sighs> yeah, like, oh, it's easier than I thought. I shouldn't have I been so know. hard on Kathy. I'll
9: be careful. It saves so much right. time.
4: Let us take a break. Our our next guest, The Doctor, is in. Monthly, we visit with a psychiatrist from Falls Church, Virginia. We'll talk about trauma. That's next. Don't miss it. Trauma on the ride home.
6: 101.5 WORD.
2: This week, Chuck Swindoll urges us to pursue the truth.
4: Someone has put it well, and education
3: is nothing more than going from a unconscious to conscious awareness of your ignorance it's better not to know so much than to know so many things that just ain't so listen as chuck swindoll points us to the final authority study the book of matthew with us daily on insight for living tomorrow
7: morning at 8 on 101.5 word my dad and i's faith
13: focused mortgage team has been telling our story to the best christian radio audiences across the country for a while now We've gotten to take care of thousands of families, and these are some messages some of those families were nice enough to leave with their radio station.
12: I thought, you know what, I'm going to give Ryan a call just to see if it makes sense. Interest rates had fallen so drastically that we were able to save hundreds of additional dollars off of our mortgage. So it's been such a blessing to our family in this time of when the pandemic has hit us hard, and it just was a reminder that God can work in little ways, even like a refi. (laughs) They make it so simple and easy. It's just always such a joy to talk to them. You can tell that they just love what they do and that they're just excited. They have the same values as us. We knew we could trust them. It was just a great experience all around.
13: We are United Faith
1: Mortgage.
12: We pay your appraisal fees up to $500.
1: United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to Word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com.
11: Our world needs hope like never before. But lives change for the better when hope breaks through. We always like to begin with the Word of God because it is the power unto salvation. Help Cornerstone Television Network light up our city with the truth and hope of the gospel, alongside special guests Krista Smith, Coy Barker, The Binions, Mike Smalley, and Jay Gilbert. Save the date for our Bridge of Hope broadcast, January 25th through the 29th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network.
4: I think it's safe to say we are living in deeply traumatic times. There's just no way around it. I mean, you know, the pandemic, uh, the election, all the things around that. I mean, people's emotions are cranked, just cranked, and we all you know carry vestiges of that uh, wherever we go. I mean, sleepless nights or you know more drinking or whatever. People are trying to cope with this. It, it just trauma is overwhelming. Well, it's good to have the doctor with us. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. Dr. Thompson is a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. He is the author of The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves. And Dr. Thompson here to talk to us about said trauma. Kurt, welcome back to the show. How are you?
10: John and Kathy, great to be with you tonight.
5: Yeah, Yeah. always good to hear from you, Kurt. All right. So tell us, um, we understand what trauma is. Tell us how our brain and body interpret it.
10: Yeah. Well, you know, one thing is sometimes it's helpful to know, first of all, is that when we when we talk about trauma, we actually have a definition that it's important for our listeners to hear, because when we when we hear this definition, I think it even more so makes sense. I mean, in some respects, we don't need some psychiatrist to tell us what trauma is. We all are experiencing it in different ways, from the pandemic to uh, our, our social divide and so forth. Um, but it can be helpful for us to know that, first of all, trauma is something that we perceive, first of all, to be overwhelming. And it's important for us to know this, that we perceive it to be overwhelming. That's the first thing. It's a perception that we are being overwhelmed by any kind of event Emotional, physical, you name it. So it could be a loss. It could be an injury. It could be a chronic series of things that are even kind of like low level. But that suffering a death of a thousand cuts means that the overall force of this feels overwhelming. I perceive to be overwhelmed. And the second element of this is that I perceive that there's nothing that I can do about it. I perceive a certain sense of Mm. powerlessness over this. And the reason that we talk about perception is because sometimes we look at others who feel overwhelmed and i might say i don't get it george like why are you overwhelmed by that it's not that big of a deal that's interesting or we see certain things and and we think you know well especially in this pandemic we feel things strongly because of certain losses that we have had but we see others whose losses are so much greater and so then we minimize our own losses we minimize our own Mm -hmm. traumas only then to, in so minimizing them, not actually pay attention to them and address them, only then over time, because this has been going on now for a while, to find that things are starting to erode for me too because perhaps I haven't paid attention to it. So this sense, first of all, that it could be a big singular event or it could be a series of long-standing events. If I grow up in a household where just over and over and over I've been chronically mistreated or abused or, or, or dismissed, or we have this situation with a pandemic in which someone who otherwise looks like they're, they should be flourishing, because of their disconnection with other people, it creates this certain sense of feeling overwhelmed with the certain things that we feel and sense internally, and I'm unable to do anything about it. Another thing that's important about trauma and understanding is that there are two general forms of it. And one, the first form that we talk about, is actually a form of trauma that happens because of the absence of things. So, for instance, when children are neglected, when we don't have things, or in this pandemic— when we don't have contact with people, the absence of something depletes and deprives us of things that creates this state of being overwhelmed by the world. Then we have the other kind of trauma that many of us are much more familiar with, which is when things happen to us that shouldn't be happening. When we are had, when, we, when we are in, in war, when we are being physically or emotionally abused, whether that be in the home or at the workplace. So there can be traumatic events of the absence of things that we need or traumatic events of the presence of things that shouldn't be happening to us. Mm-hmm. When these things occur to us in our, bo- in our brains and our bodies, the state of overwhelm, our perception of being overwhelmed, one of the things that that does is that it causes the brain to be unable to work in concert, meaning the brain has different parts that have served different functions, just like an orchestra. And suddenly, what I feel and what I think and what my body is sensing and perceiving are all kind of out of connection with each other. It's as if the conductor of the orchestra has left the stage and the instruments just start playing whatever they want, wherever they want. And we who are hearing the symphony only now hear a cacophony of things. It feels chaotic. And so when the brain is in distress in this way, we will typically do whatever we can do to reduce our distress as quickly as possible. The problem is for many of us, that the things that lead to reducing that distress quickly aren't always the things that are best for us. Mm-hmm. I can, I can reduce my distress pretty quickly. If I drink more alcohol, I can reduce my distress more quickly. If I look at pornography, I can re- reduce my distress quickly. If I just, you know, start yelling at somebody. But this only creates further disintegration of my brain cells that are trying to talk to one another. When what I mostly need, when I am overwhelmed and feel powerless to do anything about it, the thing I need more than anything else is human connection. You know, John and Kathy, one of the more interesting pieces of data about 9-11, is that there were actually far fewer cases of PTSD, ultimately, that were reported than what researchers expected to find. And this was because it happened at a time when we were just aware enough that in the middle of this trauma, we needed to come to the aid of our brothers and sisters. And people were actually seeking help for this. And because they were not left alone with their trauma, there were far fewer cases than what we expected to see because mm. trauma in and of itself isn't just about the event. It's about the degree to which we are left alone with this state of being overwhelmed and, and unable mm. to do anything about
4: it. That's fascinating. So then Kurt, then the situation we find ourselves in now, which is sort of anathema to 9-11, we're all isolated. And people are experiencing trauma, and I can imagine millions and millions of people are alone in their apartments or homes, and they have absolutely no one to care
10: for them. Right, and of course, when we know this, when we see this, when we hear this, you know, one of the first things uh, that we say about you know our role of the church is that we in the church, and of course, we who are in the church are some of those people who are in isolation. Of course, our role in the church is to be the hands and feet of Jesus in going to find someone. It's also important. So, so for us to say, who are two people? Who are two people that you might know who are isolated, who you can go and find? And by find, I mean, if they're in your neighborhood, you might go knock on their door, stand on their porch and say, I'd love to talk with you for just 10 or 15 minutes. You might take them cookies. You might call them and say, I really would like to make it a weekly event for me to call you and see how you're doing. I need at least I need I need to be doing that with at least two other people a week. Who am I going to go and find? And then here's something else. You know, we we Americans we like to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, and not all of us, especially believers who don't want to trouble anybody else with our troubles. I'm reticent sometimes to call someone up and say I would love for you sometime to come and find me. I would love for you to come and find me. Who would be two other people that you would call that you would say, I'd love for you to call me this week. I'd love for you to do that. Because as we know, one of the most powerful things that we can do to be helpful in our own isolation is to be seeking to find others who we also know to be isolated.
13: Mm -hmm. This
10: takes great courage this takes perseverance and it takes time to learn that in so doing we're not just connecting with people but we are also likely bringing prevention and healing from trauma to people in ways that we don't even note
5: Wow. That is really excellent. We're talking to Dr. Kurt Thompson, a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls church, Virginia. Um, so, so I missed a word. I heard it the first time, but then I missed it the second time we can bring prevention and what else to other people. If we reach out.
10: Right. Prevention and healing, right. And healing. We can, we can mm-hmm. both bring healing to yeah. people and we, we can also prevent the further erosion of trauma. I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that we, uh, that we are, that we just haven't had a lot of practice in. And especially in a world in which we spend more and more time uh, with screens and less time face-to-face with people, we actually have kind of, in, su- in some respects, when the pandemic hit, we were unfortunately already vulnerable to what the pandemic was going to do because of the ways in which we have not been practicing remaining connected to one another prior to the Mm. pandemic's arrival. And so in some respects, it's true that we are going to have to double down on that effort to make intentional connection between ourselves and others, recognizing that we're not doing it just to feel better. We're actually doing it in order to help heal people's brains. My sense that someone, is going to call me this week at this, you know, this Friday at two in the afternoon for many people that goes a long way, not just, not just because of the phone call that I have at two, but because of the time that I will spend between three o'clock and Friday, the following week at two thinking about the call I had and anticipating the call that I will have this kind of work of remembering something that was a, that was good for me and anticipating something that will be good for me actually reduces my cortisol levels. It's a stress hormone. It reduces another stress hormone called ACTH for short. It actually alleviates my brain from stress situations. Not only then is the phone call itself, the contact itself helpful, but the fact that we do it create states of anticipation and states of memory that also serve the healing process even apart from the actual time that we're making contact. And so these kinds of actions serve multiple different roles at different times throughout our week in which we really have very little awareness of how desperately our words are words of hope and healing that others are waiting to hear.
4: It's really good dr thompson so as you speak of this i just wonder you know personally you as a psychiatrist in private practice in the midst of a pandemic are people waiting for your phone calls are you yourself not seeing patients in person but are now zooming most of your patients
10: right so i was actually somewhat skeptical when this whole thing broke in march a year ago and wondered whether or not we would actually be effective because i was So convinced and persuaded of the work that we do with people in person, I wasn't sure that the work was going to be adequate if we were just doing it in a virtual platform. And as it turned out, Kathy and John, I have to say, I am amazed at the effectiveness that virtual platforms provide for us to be able to do this work, for people to meet the needs of other folks. But I will say this, there's no question that being in person overall makes this kind of work more effective. There's no question about that. There's also no question that in doing work virtually, everybody has to work just a little harder. Mm -hmm. One of the essays that I wrote about this pandemic and our disembodiment is this notion that when I'm looking at someone on a Zoom screen, whether I know it or not, my body is actually trying to make contact with the body of the other person. When we're sitting in a room together in real time and space, we are able to communicate things through our nonverbal cues, our smiles, our eye contact, our tone of voice that we sense and see literally in the room. Our bodies are communicating and connecting in ways that my conscious mind, my conscious thinking, I then don't have to go the extra mile to do that. When I'm looking at somebody on a screen, my body is still trying to do that, but my brain recognizes that this is not a real person. This is a screen. Research and attachment demonstrates that new, like infants and toddlers are quite able to distinguish their mother in person from their mother on a screen. My brain mm-hmm. knows that even though I'm looking at you, I'm not looking at the real you. But that doesn't keep my brain from trying to get through to you in an embodied way. And so I tell folks, this is what it's kind of like Your cell phone that is looking for a tower but can't find it, its battery Mm. drains a lot more quickly. Right. This is a big reason about why we have Zoom fatigue. We keep looking for things that aren't going to be found because I can't get through the screen to it. But what this means then is that my thinking mind, my words, I have to be that much more intentional and engaged and energetic when I am speaking with people. So the things that my smile and eyes and voice that they may hear and see on a screen can communicate, it's going to be that much more important for us to be intentional with the things that we say. So being intentional about expressions of gratitude, being intentional, even a little effusive in our naming, gosh, it is really good to be with you today. I might say that once or twice in ways that I might not typically say if I'm in person, Because my body is able to say that. Like, yes, I'm glad to see you because, like, I've showed up. That tells you that I'm glad to see you. And so these are just some of the things that we can do that will require more work. It will require more rest. But it is that which we can do to create beauty and goodness in a world right in the middle of traumatic events. I That's
5: guess. Dr. Kurt Thompson, psychiatrist in private practice, Falls Church, Virginia. Kurt, thank you so much. Terrific segment today. Really appreciate yeah, your time. We are
4: really glad that you joined us today. That's yeah, really excellent sure. work. You can find Fear Dr. Thompson online. Easy. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Come back. The
5: Does Soul of Shame. Sense? This is his book, by the way. Oops.
1: Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to Word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com.
9: You've been unfairly shut out from the housing of your choice. What can you do? In Pittsburgh, you have the legal right to rent or buy
6: whatever you choose. No door should slam due to ignorance or discrimination.
9: Pittsburgh is a city of vibrant neighborhoods. Let's make sure Pittsburgh is the most livable city for everyone. Contact the City Commission on Human Relations for help opening those doors.
4: We are, of course, living through times of deep division and turmoil, which makes you think about your college student or soon-to-be college student. What do they anticipate walking into on campus? At Grove City College, the historical tradition is forming young minds as agents of peace in a Christ-like tradition. It's central to the core of who Grove City is as they take your sons and daughters and mold them into young, believing Christians. What does that look like? How does that work in a young person's life?
5: Look, it's not an easy task. Uh, Look at all the pressures that there are in the culture around us. Look at the difficulties we have in our own lives and all the distractions of Technology and concern for the future. And so, when you think about people who are at the formative age, you know, between 18 and 22, making decisions not just about what to study and to pursue career wise, but who they are, you want to look for a place that's going to form character, that's going to not just be concerned about the ABCs, though those are very important, um, but how it is that a person grows and develops and matures as an individual that's able to take on and live through an era like this of both division and disease
4: to take a deep dive in what it is to be a citizen of Christ in these difficult times, look online at Grove City College. That's gcc.edu, Grove City College.
6: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart. Tune in and on Radio.com, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
7: We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a low of 21. Tomorrow will be colder with variable cloudiness. Tomorrow's high, 23. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 18. Friday, times of clouds and sunshine. Friday will reach a high of 24. Areas of low clouds Friday night, low 14. Saturday, mostly cloudy, high 29. Sunday, cloudy, a bit of snow and sleet in the afternoon with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
5: makes sense
4: is what makes sense
5: went into one of my local grocery stores today yep. and they had replaced the express lane with a self-checkout
7: does that make sense
4: i'm okay with self-checkouts I'm, I'm gonna do self-checkout more often than not if i've got a choice between if i've got you know four items i'm doing self-checkout hands down yeah it makes perfect sense to me
5: You're completely wrong and morally bankrupt.
4: I mean, I don't want you to hold back your feelings about me.
5: (laughs) We are in an era where we're already on our own all the time, right? So for sure, what we need more of is to go into a grocery store and be on our own because we couldn't possibly deal with like the 40 seconds of contact we would have in the express lane with someone who earned a salary to be there.
4: Last time I did, we get
5: to interact with another machine. Last time I went to check out,
4: there was a, there was a, a, I went to the checkout with a, you know, a cashier.
3: Yeah.
4: I put my orange juice. I'm sorry. The person put my orange juice in a bag. I picked the bag up. The orange juice fell through a hole in the bag, landed on the ground and splattered. You know what the person said? Oops.
5: Oops okay so okay so you're now extrapolating that and now you cannot ever speak to a person at a checkout again
4: get left own devices i'm going to take care of myself through oh, the checkout line. that's all i'm saying so it doesn't make sense to me it really doesn't
5: okay right. i think it's a completely terrible all idea right.
4: years ago uh, i used to go to the pirate playhouse on sanibel island mm. and uh, i worked there did a few shows down Is that in, in georgia, georgia? it's in florida sanibel okay. island And uh, I didn't know this, but apparently, you know, Sanibel Island is one of the shelling capitals of the world. So you go out on the beach and people, you know, they're out there picking up shells. It was all, you know, the way it's situated somehow, you know, with the ocean uh, flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shells everywhere. And I thought, what are people shelling, shelling, you know? So, I mean, when you pick up seashells Mm -hmm. and bring them home. Yeah. By the bucket load. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it
5: really doesn't.
4: I disagree. Yeah, right. I disagree. It Makes sense.
6: What? No, it doesn't make sense.
4: I'm looking over here, at my windowsill, and yeah. I'm looking at a couple of seashells, and it makes me wistful. It makes me long for the ocean.
5: You can't capture the ocean. It's not like you can take a few shells and it'll help you to keep it closer. Because I'm when holding you leave a it, piece of the ocean.
4: It. I'm holding a piece of it in my hand, and I'm going, I'm going back there. That's not the I same. I am getting back the ocean. Just a seashells in your home, yeah. they make perfect sense. No way. And you know what? You can't go through the self-checkout line with a seashell.
6: 101.5 WORD
7: In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley.
2: To all of us who placed our trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior, sin in our life means we're acting out of character
3: because character for us is living, obedient, and holy before God. Sin is serious business. God hates sin because he knows what it does to the sinner.
7: In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne.
12: And I'm Danica Bourne. And
13: And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. Tax.
6: As we enter 2021, we are filled with hope for what is to come and gratitude for what has already passed.
0: With our Lord by our side, this year will be filled with joy, love, happiness, and success. Let's not allow 2020 to define who we are. Let's tackle 2021, head on, and get rid of the taxes today.
12: South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results.
1: We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number.
12: Call us today at 1 800 TAX 1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start.
0: Call us at 1 800 TAX 1176, and together we can help achieve this goal to finish what God has started and put the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1 800 TAX 1176.
6: It's that time of the year at the Spring House in 84. It's dairy farm tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228 3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84.
0: Your business is ready for a reboot.
1: A recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers.
4: I'm not divorced. Believe me. If you're married long enough, you don't say it out loud, but the the thought comes up. I mean, you go, what the heck? The whole house has fallen in here. <laughs> I mean, sure. I don't want to say the words out loud here in the house. That's this for sure. But I remember years ago, a, a dear dear friend of mine got divorced and it crushed me. And I felt like, you know, a child of divorce because I loved them both. I mean, I wrote them both letters and I was, you know, crying and our next guest, uh, she herself, firsthand knowledge. Laura Baxter's with us. Laura practices law, teaches at her local university in Ruston, Louisiana. She wrote a really searing, very honest piece called Take It From Me, Don't Get a Divorce. Laura, welcome to the show.
14: Thanks very much. I'm, I'm very happy to be here.
5: Yeah, we're happy to have you. And this is such an important subject and I, and I love the way you've addressed it in this piece. Um, so when, when, uh tensions are high and when um emotion has uh has taken over for any number of reasons Um, husbands and wives can't see past the anger, the offense, the whatever it is um, at the moment. And your urging in this article at the beginning is to just take a step back and use your imagination to try to see something different. So let's start in that place. What would you encourage people, even when they're incredibly uh, frustrated, in despair, finished, whatever, what would you encourage them to think about?
14: Yeah, so I, I think the the first thing is that we need to have a really uh, strong theology of what marriage is. You know, so um, we can't buy into the lie that marriage is for our own personal happiness because marriage actually is something um, deeper and higher and and way more important than just the personal happiness of the individuals involved. Uh, so you know, God's plan for marriage goes all the way back to creation in the Garden of Eden when he uh made Eve and gave her to Adam and, and God conducted the first wedding ceremony, right? And and so, you know, marriage is really baked into the order of creation and it's one of the foundational building blocks of, of human society. It's very important to uh civilization and to raising uh, strong families, and, and so uh, you have to have this vision that um, marriage is something bigger than yourself, and and every time there's a divorce, it's almost like uh, the fabric of the cosmos is, is ripping a little bit, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's, it's part of God's good creational design uh, that's being torn apart, and, and that's what Christ said. He said, when God has put together, let not uh, man tear apart,
4: Um, And and Laura, I hear you. And at the same time, and this is really important that you're saying this at the same time, you know, you don't want to minimize anyone who is stuck in a really brutal, abusive marriage or someone, you know, I mean, God clearly lays out the, you know, the the parameters for divorce, does he not? Yeah, so
14: um you know obviously uh, there are certain situations where where marriage is just not tenable and and we kind of have a shorthand and refer to those as the the biblical basis for divorce right so um and typically uh, those would be uh, adultery abandonment and abuse kind of like the three a's uh and and actually I, I wrote a Uh, earlier article for the Gospel Coalition about domestic violence and abuse and the uh, special handling that those cases need. And so really the the article that I wrote is is directed to uh, people who uh, don't necessarily have a biblical basis for divorce. Their marriage is just very difficult and they're very unhappy.
5: Laura Baxter is with us. She practices law and teaches at her local university in Ruston, Louisiana. Talking about an article she wrote called "Take It From Me: Don't Get a Divorce." Um, Laura, from your perspective, um, tell us about divorce. Uh, you had three children, married for ten years. Um, you experienced divorce. Uh, what was it like?
14: Yeah. So, um, in in my case, and you know, I was I was unable to avoid divorce despite my best efforts. Uh, and I was just really not prepared for how hard it was. Uh so just it it's almost worse than a death. You know, it's like the, the death of a, a marriage is 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 um very heart wrenching. Um my husband today and I we we talk about people who are kind of divorce crazy uh because uh just psychologically you are not yourself while you're going through a divorce you're in a lot of pain and heartache and there were times uh when i felt that i could hardly breathe like all the oxygen was being sucked out of the room it was just it was just so uh traumatic for for my spirit to to go through this thing this separation of a marriage um many many other practical considerations that I discussed in the article, um, divorce just wrecks havoc for children. Uh, you know, we, we like to think that, oh, kids are resilient and they'll get over it. Uh, but in fact, you know, if you talk to kids who have survived the divorce of their parents, it's, it's a very deep, uh, psychic wound that is not easy to get over at all. Um, and then there's the you know, financial consequences of divorce, which are also horrific, very, very uh, expensive and costly in in terms of um, both time and money.
4: Laura, in the midst of it all, uh, as you were going through your divorce, and of course, you you write so movingly about it, about the the cost that you've just described, the financial, the children, uh, the blended families, all that. Uh, Were you a believer and were you involved in the local church or did you have, you know, the aid of a pastor or elders or friends and family coming around you?
14: I I was extremely fortunate that I did have uh, a very supportive local church. Uh, I don't know how we would have made it without them. So uh, I had a, a pastor and elders who gave me a lot of good counsel uh, during the period that I was a single mom, uh, I was very thankful because we had a, a youth ministry at our church. Uh, a lot of uh, our church friends took an interest in my kids and and were very kind to them and helpful to them. Uh, so, uh, you know, I I really don't know how I would have gotten through that time uh, without uh, my church family and, and of course um, without the Lord. You know, you, you really have to cast yourself on God uh, completely uh, during times of distress like that. And and he th- he's faithful to draw near and, and and bring you comfort, you know. Yeah.
5: Laura, we only have one minute left. Um, I just want to allow you to touch for a minute on, on your children. Um, you write, as John said, very movingly in your article about how difficult it was for the children and how, um, you know, no amount of therapy can make up for what's happening. Can you um, just speak a bit to that?
14: Yeah. So, you know, I, I I think that kids need their mom and dad, you know, that they, they, that's how uh, God programmed us to, to need both our mother and our father. And, and no matter, you know, even if you have the perfect amicable divorce, uh, you're still going to not have your uh, dad and your mom uh, under the same roof taking care of you and your parents' time is going to be split. Uh, you're gonna have very complex relationships with uh steps and exes and and uh and half brothers and sisters and so you know the the child's world becomes very complicated and it's you know and they're deprived of the love of one or the other parent uh for for the rest of their, their childhood, you know, sometimes alternating between parents. Uh but but it's it's definitely uh, a wound uh, that should not be uh, taken taken lightly. Yeah.
4: Well, Laura, thanks. I mean, uh, we really did love the the way you wrote and uh, your transparency here and your wisdom today. I mean, as a sounding call for people who are thinking about, well, a divorce is, you know, a gateway into a, a bigger and better life. There's the peace at the end of the right. tunnel here. Uh, I do really appreciate that because it's, uh, as you've written, it's not an easy process to go through. It's certainly not something you want to go into lightly. Uh, The church doesn't want you to get divorced, and uh, your own story, uh, as hard as it was, is a a clarion call to that. So so thank you for your time here today.
14: Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you guys.
4: Laura Baxter, you can find her writings online at stirfrylaura.wordpress.com. Take a break and come back. We're going to talk about shoes.
2: The vegan perspective on shoes. I didn't even know that was the thing. Investors, are you seeking steady cash flow? Ready to diversify? NRIA has grown to be one of the nation's leading specialists and offers 10% annualized monthly payouts with bonuses targeted at 18 to 21%. That's right. You could receive steady 10% return monthly payments with bonuses. As their slogan says, they specialize in realty investing done right. You can even use your 401k or IRA to invest. NRIA's 15 year year track record and 1.2 billion dollars in new construction development backs you learn how you can invest in this hard asset real estate cash flow fund today and receive 10 percent annualized monthly payouts with bonuses this is something savvy investors should research and consider call now 800-600-4063 that's 800-600-4063 or visit nria.net an offer to buy or sell any security is only made by our private placement memorandum. Read it first. See us at NRIA.net. By
4: now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium pillows for as low as prices ever you can get a standard queen premium My Pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow's products at mypillow.com but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954
1: promo code word you'll get yours soon don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com weather can be unpredictable
0: be prepared with windshield wipers that can handle anything michelin endurance xt silicone wiper blades are real world proven for extreme weather performance lasting two times longer michelin endurance xt silicone wiper blades only available at walmart
4: hey pittsburgh i'm father paul abernath the ceo of the neighborhood resilience project there's a lot to consider when it comes to your child's health but i know getting our children vaccinated with all cdc recommended doses at the scheduled time is important to help protect them from serious illnesses a number of immunizations are recommended by the CDC before age two. Visit vaccinateourchildren.com to find information on how you can get your children up to date with their immunizations. A message from the Urban League of Greater Pittsburgh in partnership with Pfizer. Don't you love a really nice pair of shoes? Aren't shoes just, aren't they miracles? Yes. They're so beautiful. It's like a pair of sculpture on your feet. I mean, a good pair of shoes. I, I don't lust after a lot of, you know, consumer things, mm-hmm. but boy, I mean, if, if you had money and you could buy like a, you know, a regular nice pair of shoes, I yep. just love those so much.
5: Are you wearing a nice pair of shoes right now? No, I'm wearing booties. Okay. I'm wearing Crocs.
9: Mike, you wearing a nice pair of shoes? No, I'm wearing an old pair. Of, uh, it's about five years old. They're about five years oh, old. Okay. Yeah. All right, So right. They're comfy.
4: Okay. I mean, I used to have some very nice pairs of shoes. I, when I lived in New York City, I used to work for Ferragamo, and as part of their employee package, they would give you every six months a pair of shoes of your choice. Really? So for years, I had like you know, oh, I had you know, eight or nine pair of Ferragamos, <gasps> which were just gorgeous.
5: Which at minimum were four hundred dollars a pair, oh, right?
4: Six fifty, eight hundred. You know, yeah. Can
5: you imagine? I can't. I can't even get my head around that.
4: So I'm reading this article about Billie Eilish, you know, the uh, pop I love sensation. Her. And uh, she, like a lot of people, you know, know, she's a vegan. Oh, is she? Yeah. So if if you're a vegan, which is different than being a vegetarian, the vegan is sort of like the extreme. I don't get that. Nothing animal. She's saying, I'm not wearing leather shoes. So the article essentially is, if you like nice shoes, or if you want to just want to wear a pair of shoes, how do you wear synthetic shoes that look good and are going to last? Right. That's the problem. Okay. I I have. Plastic shoes are just going to break down. What is that? My crock. Is that a plastic shoe? That's all. It I guess certainly it's a is a plastic shoe. shoe, my friends. Look at Kath hanging out with Billy Eilish on the ride home. I
5: love Billy and nice. her brother. Billy hey, Check this
4: out. Uh, streaming on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Have a good night. The
3: Ride Home with John and Kathy,
4: a production of Salem Media Group.